0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Hello and welcome to Series 5 of Secret Artists Podcast. To old listeners, welcome back. To new listeners, welcome. Lovely to have you. The premise, funny people doing art, your host, me, Annie McGrath, and we've got an absolutely brilliant series of guests lined up for you. The first, his name is Ellis James, you're going to love him. You probably already do love him if you're listening to this. Ellis and I had a lovely chat whilst painting and drawing his quite creepy childhood toy. Um, So if you want to see our artworks from the episode, then remember to follow us on social media at secretartpod.com. Enjoy the episode and see you on the other side. Goodbye. Have you injured your finger?
0: Yeah, yeah. Rock climbing because I'm a bloody block. Oh my
1: God, okay. Ellis James is a stand-up comedian, actor and presenter who co-hosts Sky's Fantasy Football League with Matt Lucas and has appeared as a panellist on Mock the Week, 8 Out of 10 Cats and 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown and lots more. Ellis is no stranger to audio, co-hosting a weekly radio show with John Robbins on BBC Radio 5 Live. He also recently launched a history podcast called Oh What a Time, which he co-hosts with Tom Crane and Chris Skull. He loves co hosting, and I'm delighted to have him on the podcast. Hello, Ellis. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm very good. I knew you were going to read out my potted CV. Okay. But nothing can quite prepare you for it because you must have had people read out your CV.
1: I hate past. it. It's awful. And isn't I hate it? doing it. Um, and I think we should do it in the edit, but I've been told it's better to do it
0: in the room. I did a weekend of gigs at the Birmingham Glee once. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you want me to add that in? Uh. <laughs>
0: And the op- the middle spot, rather than it being someone doing 20 Minutes, mm. was three American comedians uh, who were doing some sort of tour in the UK. Right. A bit. Of, I can't remember what the tour was, but they were doing really, really big gigs. Mm-hmm. They were doing the Birmingham Glee to try and warm them up and sort of vibe them into a British audience. Okay. And they all wanted, I was the comp they really wanted me to read out their CV. Oh,
1: really? To big them up?
0: And to big them up, and they loved it. And as I was reading it out, I could, they were in the wings. They're like, "Yeah, yeah." And I went to a graduation ceremony uh, last week, and at Cardiff Uni, right? You went. got a fellowship. Didn't I you? did actually. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, that's, Sorry, you. No, did you want me to add no. that in? <laughs> that's, no, that wasn't that wasn't my way of trying to sort things you've missed <laughs> out. I have
1: performed at Birmingham Glee, and I'm also a fellow.
0: That wasn't my way of trying <laughs> to shoehorn it in, but. It's in the same room I graduated in. Mm-hmm. All the students look the same. They're all dressed the same, you know, the mortarboards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, the, the gowns haven't changed. One thing that had changed, when I graduated in 2002, the friends and family weren't allowed to cheer or whoop or show any emotion. Oh, interesting. Until right at the end when we were all applauded. Whereas that was changed, I don't know, in 2011 or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, as they read out your name, your family are allowed to go crazy. Yeah. So they were doing like this sort of, the BAs first, like people who had BAs in English and mm-hmm. philosophy and stuff. Oh, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one person, they had, I can't remember if it was he or she, but this person had their name read out. Yeah. And their parents were up the top of the St. David's Hall, and the father just stood up and was like, let's go! Let's go! Oh <laughs> let's <my> go! But <laughs> I'm not sure I could handle that. Awful. Yeah. Did you see that
1: video that went viral on Twitter, RIP, of the Um, graduates at Newcastle University where one guy interrupts his presumably girlfriends uh, when she walks up to get her degree and proposes to her. Oh my God. And it is so excruciating. She looks mortified. Does
0: she say yes?
1: Unclear, but he sort of forces the ring onto her finger. He goes to kiss her. She sort of moves her face away. The crowd goes wild. He's waving like furiously, like it's his moment of glory and the, the the place erupts in applause and then eventually the person leading the ceremony just goes wow <laughs> and then carries on reading the next day and oh. then there's a girl who has to follow that to go and receive her degree it's it's painful so, what
0: does he want
1: what does he want he wants to take away I, her moment i
0: don't think she wants that
1: i don't think i'll send it to you it's it's, it's her moment. mortifying
0: it's her degree her
1: moment of achieving something academic and this I mean oh, maybe she might mate. she might love him she might want to marry him she might be over the moon but her reactions um, t- don't suggest that.
0: It's also so unexpected.
1: Yeah. And it, it's a nerve-wracking day anyway.
0: Yeah, it all it really brought it back to me because you have your name read out and then mm. you walk across so they do it card if you walk across a red carpet and mm-hmm. the vice chancellor Did you ask for that? Tips <laughs> t- tips his hat and then you tip your hat back. Okay. And I'd never, I'd never done any performing at that point. I'd never done stand-up. <laughs> but it's a big room. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big old gig. Yeah. So I have done stand-up in that room, and it's massive. Mm-hmm. But suddenly everyone is watching you, and it was hard. that was hard enough as it was. I think if someone had proposed to me as well...
1: Mortifying. Yeah. It's hard because it's such a small moment. It's like if you, if you get cast in a show and you have one line and you spend all day just practising the line. Yeah, and then, you, and then you get it wrong. And then you get it wrong. It's like yes. you've got one moment, someone reads your name, all you have to do is walk. You've walked before. You know how to yeah. walk, but it's so much pressure.
0: Yeah. That's so all you've got to do is walk and say, Thank half you. a pound of lemons, please.
1: <laughs> I know you did it wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> half a pound of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Shit,
1: um, so, Ellis, yeah. what have you chosen for us to paint today? If you have well, got some options?
0: I consi- I've got lots of options. I considered generic tree no. because it's a thing I can do. Okay, I think Anya Magliano did a yeah, tree. Yeah, she
1: did. That's why I beated it immediately. So,
0: okay. Well, um, I consider generic tree because I can do a tree without making a fool of myself. Mm-hmm. I considered Ian Rush, mm-hmm. but then I had a practice and the tash looked all wrong. Okay. Uh, I considered Paul McCartney because I love Paul McCartney, but then I had a practice and it would have been... I
1: love that you've done pra- To be honest, practices. little uh,
0: quite offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and the the nightmare is I somehow meet Paul McCartney and he goes... Yeah, listen to the V McGrath's podcast. Actually, I <laughs> looked at the Instagram, and the pho- the the, pa- the painting didn't look anything like me. And I'm like, I'm so, I'm so sorry.
1: I was so would, sorry, Paul. That would be my dream if Paul McCartney. It would be to good. The podcast.
0: So I thought, what's something I reckon I'm fairly confident I can do? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my favorite childhood toy when I was a very little kid. I'll text it to you. I'll mm-hmm. Text you the photo, so we can give that a go. Um, There's a
1: lot of pressure on you because, of course, your wife, Izzy Sooty, has been on the podcast and she was very good.
0: Yeah, she loves to draw. Mm. I told Izzy that I was doing it this morning. She said, what are you up to today? And I said, I'm doing Annie's podcast. She went, the art one. And I said, yeah. And (laughs) she said, you're not an artist.
1: (laughs) She'll have anyone on that podcast.
0: (laughs) Said I am actually, I'm I'm a very creative artist. So does that
1: pump you up to create, you know, the best work? No, it just
0: it just ruined my confidence. Okay,
1: that I'm sorry to say is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. So I'll
0: describe it. Right, so this was my childhood toy. I was given it from birth, I think, by my mother. Uh, Its name is Dewi, uh, which is a sort of Welsh language version of David. So Saint David, our patron saint, is Dewi Sant in Welsh. Okay, because I've got Welsh, a Welsh nationalist mother right, um, and he is description for the listeners uh a kind of foam filled uh cloth covered Victorian boy,
1: yeah, he's um, turgid, isn't he? He looks like he's been filled sort of too much,
0: yeah, and he's got he's turgid <laughs>
1: <laughs> creepy and, and he's, turgid he's got a little
0: sort of he's got his hands in his belt loops like a farmer at a disco. <laughs> Um, and he's got a little kind of cravat on, and he's looking to the side, and he's got very rosy red cheeks. Mm. Uh, and I've never, ever seen one of these before, sort of anywhere else. I've never met anyone else who's got one. Um, the the, 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 this, the sad thing with Dewey is I was, I was obsessed with this toy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, loved it, and I was ill all the time. And my mum and dad were like, oh, my God, he's such a sickly child. I mean, what's wrong with him? Uh, and I was actually allergic to him. I was <gasps> allergic to my favourite choi- uh, toys. Had to, he had to be taken away. Uh, I've now grown out of that um, allergy because I'm 42. Okay. I've started drawing, by But there is, <laughs> there, drawing, but there the is a sort of, there's a sadness to Dewey. But people but laugh when they see him for the first time. They either find him creepy or they find him hilarious.
1: I, I found him creepy, but he's got a sort of cheeky, like what's he looking down to? His eyes sort of... He's smiling, he's quite coy, and he's looking down to the left, and I wonder what he's looking at.
0: Now, what what I'm going to do, I might draw him in pencil first.
1: Sure, yeah, there's pencils there in the middle. Thank you. And then a range of paintbrushes.
0: Uh, And then try and paint him. I was, um, do you know the artist Carl Chappell? Have you ever met Carl?
1: He does the life drawing classes at McHuntley. Yes, he does, yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, Carl... uh, Painted me once. He was oh, my wow. f- he was my boss when I had a real job. So really? I've known Carl since I was about 22 or 23.
1: What was your real job? I
0: worked for a homeless charity with Carl. He was my boss mm-hmm. and he was very good at his job and I was quite bad. So I've always felt quite guilty about that. But the thing well, with you Carl... you
1: hate homeless people. That's your... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Carl was a very, very good... Well, he's an exceptional artist and he's yeah. exhibited at the Welsh Parliament and all kinds of things. And, you know, really, really um, gifted guy. Uh, and he painted me once, and uh, I was sitting for him in his house. He's got a studio. Mm-hmm. And after about sort of two hours, he was grimacing a bit. I th- and, and eventually I said, what's wrong? And he went, I'm going to have to take the nuclear option. I'm going to have to rub out your face. <gasps> so he rubbed out my face and started again. Oh, no. um, and it was all right. And we got there in the end, and I was very pleased with it. But, did you get uh, to keep it? I did, yeah. It's in my. I think he might have it actually. I can't remember.
1: And what had he done that was so wrong with your face? I think my
0: face was too wide. Um,
1: got a wide face? I don't think you've got a wide no, face. I
0: think. I think this might have been in my early 30s during my pork pie in bed and pints of beer to fall asleep face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, um, which, and is, which is not the best way to live a he- healthy lifestyle.
1: <laughs> Do you still have this toy or have you handed it down to your
0: kids? Uh, they're not interested because they're not weird. Yeah, fair. Um,
1: toys have got better since Toys since have
0: really, really improved.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to do, because I started, I made the face too big on the page, so I'm doing okay. a sort of half, like a headshot right. type <laughs> bit, version of him. Um, do you do art with your kids?
0: Uh, I sort of clear up after they've painted. Right. And I occasionally... I used to have those books. Did you have these? I think you're a far more gifted artist than I am, but I used to have those books of how to draw dogs, how to draw ghosts. So I had a couple of, I had like a set list. I had a couple of like greatest hits. I could do a really good ghoul. (laughs) I could do like a really good like cat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What makes a good
0: ghoul? You know, the whole hood up, can't see the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, you know, you're cheating really.
1: A whole book on how to draw a ghoul.
0: Well, it was more sort of ghosts and freaky things brackets time, sort of general.
1: Um tell me about this rock climbing accident.
0: Well I just I say accident you've got a- the
1: smallest <laughs> plaster I've ever seen on your thumb. Does <laughs> that qualify my- as an accident? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. I take my daughter uh climbing bouldering in fact so there are no ropes.
1: Oh wow terrifying
0: on a uh, on a Saturday morning and she loves it and i really love it now so i go as well but i um i cut my hand and it was um it was bleeding on my t-shirt so i put a little plaster on hmm. but um
1: did that make it feel better <laughs> I miss those plasters that used to have like cartoons on them and stuff. Do they still do those?
0: Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm quite a sober dad, so I've I, they're they're the very uh, the, our ones are the most boring plasters you can get.
1: You're a compied dad.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All the way.
1: Um, did you see that story in lockdown about the 14 year old girl from Swansea who's painting sold for over ten thousand pounds?
0: Yes, she's young. She's about 16, or something, I think, isn't she?
1: Yeah, well, I guess. Lockdown was, what, two or three years ago? Yeah,
0: um, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, she did. I think, was it her granddad? I did look this up before. This is a pair painting of her granddad.
0: Oh, yeah, amazing. Firing. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Have any moments in football come close to being art for you, Ellis? Wales
0: beat Germany 1-0 in June 1991. And Ian Rush's goal. I used to draw that all of the time really yeah that was a kind of it was a kind of early 90s mindfulness for 10 year old boys
1: oh that's really cute drawing the goal. do you do you still have copies of the pictures no
0: I think what I might do because I don't want anyone to think I was shit at drawing I might I might um, do when I was an adult and then put it under the grill to make the paper look old and say yeah I did that when I was nine actually get a tea bag out <laughs> hmm
1: Yeah, this is a i cre- I think I've made him even creepier.
0: Do I have to paint or can I colour him in?
1: No, you can colour him in. You can do what you like. I've got um yeah, let me go and get I've got some other material. I think actually. I'll
0: spoil it if I start painting.
1: Don't be uh, scared do- of failure.
0: But I am. Unless she just walks out of the room. <laughs>
1: So I've just put some sort of coloured chalks next to you. Oh, thank you. To your right, and then these are just like your classic um, colouring pencils. If you oh, yeah, lovely.
0: Those. I just think I don't know. I um. Or. I've not. I've not used paint in such. High pressure circumstances.
1: Oh, this is very low pressure.
0: For no, I don't, don't you understand, Annie? I need to be the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll unpack that in a second. <laughs> um, then I've got these, which are sort of metallic pencils. Oh, so fill your boots. Um, do you think art can ever provide you with the same emotional connection that football can?
0: Um, Oh, God, this sounds awful. No. Oh, God. (laughs) But do you mean, um, if by art... I guess emotional response. If by art you mean, you know, music and books and film and literature... Yeah, and comedy. And and comedy, obviously, then yes. But not um, If you mean paintings at an exhibition of fine art, Mm. no. And I feel oddly embarrassed to say that. No, I don't. Think oh, his eyes! Up, there, his eyes! His eyes! Too big. It's
1: damn. But his eyes are sort of his biggest feature. They are massive. Feature. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: The thing that I think is going to be the most hard is his hands. Hands are always very difficult.
0: Yeah.
1: He's got fat knees, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no judgment, but um, it's a body, pos- body positive. Um, oh yeah. Doll. Have I- you got any um, art up in your house then?
0: We've got some prints. When we we moved house last year Mm. and uh, at the time he's redeveloped but our son was obsessed with ducks and eggs.
1: (laughs) Which came first.
0: (laughs) And he he just used to say ducks. Eggie. Hmm, ducks. So Izzy found a David Hockney painting that is a duck next to an egg. From 1972. So we've got um, we've got that up in the house. That's cool. And I like it because obviously now his speech has improved. So he's he's no longer a single issue conversationalist who just <laughs> wants to talk about ducks and eggs. Um, Does
1: he appreciate the print as much?
0: Uh, no. But I like it because every time I look at it, I remember his duck and egg phase. Yeah. And when nice. he's, you know, 16 and has grown out of ducks and eggs, uh, that will still be up. And I think it's quite sweet.
1: That's very sweet. Hello, it's me, Annie McGrath, from Secret Artist Podcast. Just thought I'd pop in and interrupt myself to promote my gig, Annie McGrath & Friends, which is coming up on the 31st of October, aka Halloween. Ooh! If you're not out trick-or-treating, then I would urge you to come to 21 Soho, where I will be joined by a fantastic lineup of comedians, Vittorio Angeloni, Elf Lyons, Sean McLaughlin, Dan Cook and Bronwyn Sweeney. And it's going to be a great night of stand up. So book tickets via 21 Soho's website and hopefully see you there. Ooh,
0: I'm scared. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Therapeutic, isn't it?
1: It's very therapeutic. Um, Ellis, question. Oh, yeah. You played a lead role in Crims on BBC Three. Yes. Do you want to do more acting or do you prefer presenting?
0: I loved acting. And.
1: Feels like you're in your presenting phase.
0: Yeah, I might. It's weird how your career goes because I now mainly, mainly do podcasts. Mm -hmm. Well, also radio shows that are podcasted. And, um, obviously when I was a kid, I loved sitcoms, mm-hmm. but, um, you can't, it well, it's very hard to just go into sitcoms. So I met a, a joke writer in a pub in Cardiff, I was working in a pub and I knew that his job was just to write jokes. So I thought, well, that would be, that's, you know, that's, that's, sounds like a great job. I said, mm-hmm. how do you do that? And he went, well, I did stand up for years and I got spotted in London, so you should give stand up a go. Oh, wow. And if I'm honest, I hadn't really grown up watching a stand up. I'd grown up watching the nearest comedy club was probably I worked this out once, like 120 miles from where I lived. It would have been Jesters in Bristol, RIP, no longer there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, uh, so I thought, okay, well, I'll get, gi- I'll give, I'll give that a go and see how it is, and then I really fell in love with that. So then suddenly, well, not suddenly, about so three and a half, four years, four years later, I was a, um, a circuit standup, which I loved mm-hmm. because it was a way of, I was a comedian. I was, I was writing comedy and performing comedy. And then I got offered, uh, acting work off the back of that, which was kind of always been, which had always been my ambition. Um, and that was great because I remember thinking, you know, I, I've wanted to do this since I was about twelve. Uh, but then, John and I got offered the radio show. Sorry, this is very show off. I'm just talking about myself. But um, no, no, that's the point. Uh, It'd
1: be weird if I got you here and I was talking about myself <laughs> and you were just sitting there <laughs> painting a toy, and then you leave. Well, thanks for
0: listening. <laughs> and then um, I got offered the we got offered the show on XFM as it was then with John. Mm. And, um, that was absolutely life changing because Mm. we, we, you know, we had people then started to come to the shows, um, whenever we were performing because they liked us from the radio show. So it's actually a very different, it's a very, very different, uh, experience as a, as a performer. If people are coming to you because they already know you and because they already like you. Yeah um
1: you got in through the back door
0: yeah and the old-fashioned way of doing that which I was kind of doing was to just tour again and again and again so I used Mm -hmm. to tour my Edinburgh shows but I would play in front of I don't know 60 or 70 people maybe some it was weird sometimes it'd be like 250 and I think oh my god I've made it another Mm. I, I remember I did um what's the venue in Wolverhampton Whatever the theatre is in Wolverhampton, Slade Rooms maybe. No, I've actually not done, um, gigged in Wolverhampton. Uh, that got cancelled because not only had I sold zero tickets, the lady at reception said we've had zero interest and no one has even picked up the flyer.
1: <laughs> you feel like that's unnecessary. So you're like, oh, right, okay. All right, will right, we'll do wound. Wolverhampton then, fine. Not only are there zero tickets, but literally no um, one cares. That's demoralising.
0: And then. Uh, so it's so the radio show then led to all these other things and l- lots of audio, which I think is probably the, the thing I'm best at. I, I wouldn't like probably.
1: Well, you have a lovely voice. Oh,
0: that's very kind of you. So,
1: do you get lots of voiceover work?
0: Uh, I get bits.
1: How but much? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you don't have you not,
0: an, not an enormous amount, but yeah, I do, I do get voiceover work, but um.
1: And did you and John meet on the circuit then?
0: I think my second gig was his third gig, or the oh, other way around or something. That's really So nice. I'd been I'd been doing it about I think I'd been doing it about a month and he'd been doing it a couple of weeks. And then because the because of the way the circuit worked in it's probably different now, but there were very few gigs in Wales. It was Cardiff and Bristol really, mm-hmm. were the two places if you were Welsh based in South Wales, I should say, he was Cardiff and Bristol. So we just used to bump into each other all the time, and we just really got on. Um, and he was very good. I I thought he was brilliant from the start, but also mm-hmm. I was a little bit sort of scared of him um, because I thought he was very cool.
1: <laughs> and did he think
0: the same? Uh, no, I think he. I think I think he was a bit of a tit. <laughs> Um so then but but the thing with the show with John then we, we 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 did we used to do little gigs in London and they would sell out and then we did a tour and somehow we were doing really big rooms and then it kind of all came from that really. So I think if I'd if the radio show hadn't come along mm-hmm. I for instance, you mentioned Mot the Week and Eight Out of Ten Cats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't very—I was never very good on those shows.
1: Well, I got that from your um, your agent's website, I think.
0: Yeah, people really con- at the fellowship they said, and he's been on Eight Out of Ten. I thought I was quite—I was sort of anonymous on Eight Out of Ten Cats, but nice that you've mentioned it next to all this. Too. <laughs> I suppose it's just <laughs> it's everyone's just heard, heard of those of, shows, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah.
1: I, I haven't seen you on those. That's why I haven't commented on whether you were good or not.
0: <laughs> I was. I was not great. <laughs> I was just quite quiet. I just, I just agreed with a lot. <laughs> 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 just paid money to agree with everyone else's jokes. Yes, yeah, Capone. Really yeah, No, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh my god, you've absolutely nailed that.
1: <laughs> I guess it's scary though when you start doing panel shows.
0: What I I used to do a lot on Radio Four, and I used to enjoy them, and I was much better on those ones for some reason.
1: Audio is your format.
0: Yeah, probably. But also with the telly, with the telly ones. When I did Mot the Week and cut Countdown and a few of the other ones, I used to sit there, I used to think, bloody hell, I am the telly. Mm. Oh, God. And then the audience are a long way away from me. And I could never really relax very much. It was on the radio. It just felt like doing the radio and I felt I could um, be me a bit more. Yeah. You're and not, I think, you're not
1: when, faced with all the people that are
0: going to be listening no and then once you're you i mean i've made a right mess of his hands um
1: i'm on his bow tie which is quite difficult
0: his bow tie is a nightmare i can't I tried get the
1: right shade of blue it's more of a duck egg blue and i've gone sort of phthalo do you know what i mean <laughs> it's a
0: good fun though i should
1: it's nice isn't I it should
0: draw more oh my god i'm so relaxed Annie
1: <laughs> it's therapy really and i'm not A qualified therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Isn't
0: it it... a nightmare, the idea of having a bad therapist?
1: Yeah. I actually tried to contact two therapists in the last six months, and both of them ghosted me. Oh, my God. I thought, well, this is too much rejection. It's the last time I email anyone ever. That
0: is big, isn't
1: it? Both recommendations from friends as well. But also, if you're...
0: (laughs) If you're taking the plunge, you think, "All right, I'm gonna." There's something I want to talk about and go yeah. off my chest. You are in a vulnerable position.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: then, for the for the for the therapist to be like, "Oh my god, that sounds like hard work."
1: I didn't even say. I was just like, "Get any appointments?" Maybe I should have been more vulnerable in my Yeah. Yeah. So, do you go to therapy? No. <laughs> you answered that so quickly no because <laughs> so, no, I'm no, bloody why? Cause I'm fine I'm actually fine.
0: <laughs> why no. what do you
1: think's wrong with me <laughs> it's very embarrassing just like sitting and talking to someone who doesn't know you about all of your problems
0: yeah I can see that but also I think talking to friends of mine who've had lots of therapy and for whom it's been very beneficial. Mm. There's such an enormous um, disparity between the good ones and the bad ones. So the, the yeah, good ones are genuinely life changing, mm-hmm. and the bad ones are stealing a little. But I mean, therapists now are going to be shouting at the at, at their um, iPhones. But it's just it's. Um, I know people who've. who've really click with their therapist and it's been an amazing experience I'm, and, I, and i know other people have been quite upset by the experience
1: i also am not sure at what point you know whether it's good or not because obviously it takes a while to just sort of work on whatever you need to work on yeah so i don't know at what point you know if they're good or not
0: <laughs> yeah oh that's a good point i've um but i've obviously i've never had it so i don't so i don't I don't really know i'm I'm only going on here, say really hmm. do you know what as a pencil drawing, yeah, I would award myself eight out of ten
1: that's pretty good
0: um no six or seven out of ten it's um it's why the, did
1: you mark it down one just then
0: because eight out of ten you'd you'd think, okay, well, he's got a first from goldsmith's and is uh, part of the Brit art movement uh. So, I'm but it's the colouring in I think is I'm going to struggle with.
1: Did you do art at school?
0: I would have loved to have done art and GCSE, Mm. but um, when I was doing my GCSE choices, at my school, you had to choose between French or art, (gasps) and it looked likely at the time that I would have done an English lit degree. And a few people told me that. Um, when you're applying for universities to study English lit, Hmm. uh, they like you to have uh, French or a foreign language.
1: Interesting.
0: And so I thought, okay, well, I'm certainly not going to do an art degree because I'm not good enough for that. I just really liked it. Um, But I probably am going to do an English lit degree, which I didn't do in the end, actually. But What did you study? uh, Modern history and politics.
1: Ah, hence the history podcast.
0: But... uh, so that was my chance, really. And a friend of mine who was in exactly the same position, Sean Harris, she was a brilliant artist. She wrote Man Down with Greg Davis and lots of oh, other yeah. things. Uh, she went back and did like an art A-level in her spare time. Oh, wow. Which was great. I remember I was living with her when she did that.
1: God, that's sad, isn't it? Lots of people deprived from doing what they wanted to do. French and art are not. I mean No, because yeah. you
0: had to choose between history and geography and that was obvious. That was easy. History. Yeah.
1: I gave up geography as soon as I could. Yeah.
0: But um the uh Yeah, the art thing. So I remember thinking, Oh, okay, well I'll probably have to knock this on the head then which I did, but never mm. mind. And I would have thought that twenty five years later. I've been drawing a child a toy that I was allergic to on a podcast, a medium that hadn't even been invented yet.
1: Wow. I, yeah, we've not really sort of unpacked the fact you were allergic to this toy. And <laughs> your parents bought it for you.
0: Yeah, and I've never had therapy because I'm fine.
1: <laughs> you said before the recording you also had an allergy to dogs growing up.
0: Only when I was, yeah. Did I think if they lick my neck, I get little lumps on my neck. But other than that, it I'm sounds fine. Sounds like an
1: allergy. <laughs> But did you have a dog growing up? I did, yeah. So do you think the dog allergy might have... Do you think maybe you weren't allergic to the toy? Do you think maybe it was the dog still?
0: Uh, no, no, this because the dog I had when I was a teenager. Okay. Um. So, yeah, different times by this point.
1: Maybe this toy was actually made of dog hair.
0: Yes. And I used to be allergic to duck down. I remember staying at my friend's house and he had duck down pillows. Living the dream, and I was effectively out of action for about forty-eight hours. Oh my god, and, uh, a
1: sensitive boy!
0: Well, actually, I've grown out of all these allergies because I'm very hard. Oh, sorry, yeah, hard. Well, I was a sensitive boy. <laughs> now then, I don't Do I color? Do I color them in with pencils, or do I back myself?
1: I think back yourself and
0: use paint because I am quite pleased with the pencil drawing.
1: Well, you know, I don't wanna tell you how to live your life. I think um, I would encourage you to be brave and not not worry about think of it as a new material gig. You wanna get the most out of it and if that means dying on your arse.
0: Okay. Do you know what I'm gonna do then? I'm gonna take a photo of the pencil drawing so that I have proof Is this for Izzy of what <laughs> it's for I my, am an artist. It's for my therapist. <laughs>
1: mine is creepy i'll give myself that hmm. oh the rosy cheeks that's what i need to do
0: yeah well, we love to show them to each other before we uh before we can we, do. we
1: tend to do the reveal at the end but okay. if you want to show me I'll, I'll happily look at it now i'll make an exception <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I think it'd be a shame to use paint. I think I'm going to mess it up if I use paint. Uh, do
1: do it in pencil then. Do
0: you know what do? I might do. I might.
1: Are you quite an indecisive person? Which no,
0: say? no. Do you know what I'm going to do it in pencil, and then I'm going to mess about with paint once we finish recording because it looks. You like can fun. have do
1: you want another bit of paper?
0: No, I'm going to. I've I've started working on this now. I'm relatively pleased with him.
1: Okay. Oh, that's I like that sound.
0: You did an art degree, didn't you?
1: I did an art foundation course at Camberwell. And then I s- I'd already applied actually to do English and theatre. So I, I was always going to go to Leeds afterwards. But doing the foundation sort of confirmed to me that I found art college far too sort of wishy-washy.
0: Did you? Yeah. Art college is, I'm fascinated by art school because a lot of the best bands, in certainly in the 60s and 70s, were full of kids who were creative and Mm. often not necessarily particularly good artists. John Lennon is a good example of this, but who went to art school because they didn't know what else to do and then they formed bands there because it was a kind of a way of putting off real life for a bit. Yeah,
1: interesting. I just, I think I'd had such a good art teacher at school and was quite lucky with the art department of my school and um, then went to Camberwell and it was... Like obviously, it was great to be in London and really fun. And Yeah. Where did you grow up? In North London. Oh, okay. Um,
0: great to be in it, South London.
1: Just great to see another part of the world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they were just like, oh, you're lucky to be in London. Just It was all very like conceptual. We had about three hours teaching a week and I was just a bit of a nerd and I was like, I want to learn how to do yeah. techniques and stuff.
0: My friend went to St. Martin's. Mm. And he had exactly the same experience. He thought that he was—I mean, he obviously was good at painting, good at drawing, because uh, uh, he had gone into Saint Martin's. But he thought that they were going to teach him how to paint and how to draw. Yeah, they didn't teach. And you. they didn't. They—they they said, "There you go. This is a studio. You do what you want." Yeah. And he was like, "You—you—you going to show me what to do?" And they were like, "No." I
1: want to learn how to he use was, oils.
0: Okay. Do what?
1: All—all all trial and error. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have just spent more time actually working but i worked at a pub at the same time and just had a had a laugh you know
0: yeah well that is part of what university is meant to be i think yeah i think a lot of people forget that because you're so young when mm. i think i'm i'm probably more attuned to this because i went to that graduation oh yeah especially the lads they all look they all look so young as like, oh my god but you It'd feel be weird old being back it was weird it was nice because there were one or two people who were there when I was a student. Um
1: did your family go with you? My
0: my mum came, yeah, Aww. and my mother worked in higher education, so it sort of oh, meant nice. extra amount to her, I think, cuz she worked at um university in Kamar then, Trinity College, and she used to dress the fellows on graduation day. Sounds quite exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know, she, she. I think it meant loads to my mum and dad.
1: That's really nice. But um did they go? Let's go. When you no, they up? didn't.
0: So I've had a, I had a massive go yeah, after a that. Yeah, bit of a shame. Thank you. That's great.
1: Camarthen's very beautiful. I did a gig there.
0: Oh, once. with the lyric.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I can't remember actually, but I remember going for a run the next day. It's oh, on the river, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The I the thought, river, so this we. is a very beautiful place.
0: Do you know what? I'm I've taken the right decision to use pencils. I'm actually quite pleased with how this is going. Good. If I'm honest,
1: gotta trust your instincts. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying your new podcast. That I've just been listening to the fashion episode. Oh, thank you. And you describe yourself as the most fashionable man in <laughs> Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
0: I, I had a very minor. Do you know what? I'm colouring it in. It actually looks worse now. Shit. Um,
1: Yeah, the thing I like about paint is you can just sort of rub it out or paint over it. Colouring pencils, I think you've got to be quite um, confident with where you're putting your marks. What were you going to say? I interrupted
0: Uh, Yeah. This is a, I mean, it's a very low-octane Twitter spat. Mm. But a a friend of mine posted about Newcastle United and he said... um, they were going to play Glasgow Rangers, mm-hmm. and he said, and they'd sold 8,000 tickets, and he said, 8,000 people will be standing on the hems of their jeans, right? which is a kind of observation about how Newcastle fans dress. Mm-hmm. And I replied, oh, I really like this observation. There's <laughs> lots of retweets.
1: Like <laughs> right, your performance on Mock the Week. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't agree more. And this, and, this, <laughs> this,
0: and this very aggrieved man replied, and he said, I could handle this kind of middle class night comment if you yourself weren't so badly dressed. Wow. And then he found a picture of me in a suit from 2014. I said, look at that.
1: <laughs> so you engage with these people, do you? Uh,
0: no, I did engage with him. Um, but you didn't expect the Because trolls. I had nothing to do. But I just hadn't expected. Uh,
1: Such an aggressive response. No. So what did he did you then say that's from 2014? No, I
0: didn't. I said, uh, "I said you're right. I was at a low ebb. Sorry." <laughs> and then, and then I, he didn't reply. Uh, he 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 said if uh, he sort of threatened me. Then I thought, oh, God, this is a bit much, isn't it? A tweet, a tweet about uh, standing on the hems of your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get beaten up for this. Oil or watercolour? Oil.
1: <laughs> I like the way you said that. Oil.
0: Oh, oil.
1: Portrait or landscape?
0: Portrait, actually, every time. Sorry. A bit aggressive. Um, yeah.
1: Can you separate the art from the artist?
0: Um, increasingly less so, but I, th- I think some people get away with stuff that l- less cool artists don't get away with. Mm. And also artists from f- long longer ago. Yeah. So it's 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 quite a muddy issue. Not very quickfire answer. Though.
1: No, no, it's not a quickfire question really. But I like slipping it in. Tortured artist or strategic striker?
0: Um, the when I was younger, it would have, what me or what do I like?
1: What do you like? Um, or or you?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say I'm tortured. Uh, <laughs>
1: I don't need therapy, stop asking
0: me. I think when I was um, younger, I really liked the sort of uh, myth of the tortured artist. Mm. And I actually think that it's quite a damaging narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't like it anymore. And I think a lot of artists are just really hardworking people who are creative
1: yeah i think that's and, changed in in comedy in the last sort of 10 years hasn't it, it used yeah. to be like you've got to be troubled or tortured and to also, be like anarchic
0: yeah and also um i think comedy agents used to sort of enable bad behavior not um like very they certainly used to enable like scatty behavior and unprofessional and behavior mm-hmm. and i think there's too many people doing comedy now yeah. So I think you you've need got to turn to reply up. To your emails. Uh, you need to turn up on time.
1: <laughs> you need to be sober some of the time. Yeah. Aaron Ramsey or Aaron Ramsdale?
0: Ram- Ramsey, 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 who I did consider. I painting actually for this. was
1: fully prepared to paint Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> I thought oh, he
0: so lovely.
1: <laughs> ginger or wasabi?
0: A ginger every time. I know
1: you've got a ginger habit, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. 20 gingers, I heard you order with your um, sushi. When yes,
0: Annie, and I don't need therapy. I just like ginger.
1: I thought you were joking, but you, re- you used all of those sachets.
0: Yep.
1: Euros or World Cup?
0: Uh, the Euros.
1: <laughs> Stand-up or acting?
0: Uh, Stand-up.
1: Wales, Madrid, golf? Wales. <laughs> Shark, Mary, kill. Mona Lisa, girl with a pearl earring, son of man. <sighs> Son of Man, do you know that one? The one with the apple over his face from Thomas Crown? Oh, shag. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said apple, he knew. Uh,
0: Marie, Mona Lisa.
1: Yeah, cheeky.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you going to get?
1: <laughs> so you're killing the girl with the pen earring?
0: Yeah, that sounds bad, doesn't it?
1: Yep. Talk about or think about art. What do you mean? Which do you prefer? Sort of, uh, I guess, walking around a gallery. Are you? Are you one of those people who's like, "Oh, oh look at the lines in that"? Or think,
0: you... because I always think I'm saying the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, keep it in your head.
0: Um, I once went to a to a 24 or like a 12 hour um, horror film night at Chapter Arts Centre in Cardiff, mm-hmm. and we were like three films in, and it was like 4:15 in the morning. We were oh all having God. a break to have a cup of coffee.
1: That sounds awful. Was it m- predominantly men in the audience? Um, f-
0: f- Not quite as bad as you would imagine, actually. It was okay. probably a sort of a 60-40 oh, right. split. But I remember, um I can't even remember what film we'd seen, but I was sort of queuing up to buy a flap jacket and it was that <laughs> the sun was coming up. <laughs> I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> and the bloke's sidled up to me and was like I actually thought the uh, the violence of the first scene sort of predicates the entire oh, fuck off me oh my god <laughs> not now awful it's, it's, it's 20 to 5 in the morning mate
1: yeah film analysis as soon as the film has happened is is bad isn't it Um, I watched Oppenheimer on Saturday oh yeah and I heard a guy say to the girl he was with afterwards oh, I really like that and I thought I just sort of found it funny because it's Obviously, spoiler alert about the um, atomic bomb. Yeah, yeah. Of, um, you know,
0: not yes. It, it, it's like um.
1: It's like most people. Well, not maybe not most people, but I felt like quite a lot of existential dread and sort of thinking about the vulnerability of all mankind. And then he's just like, oh, "I like that film." Yeah,
0: it's like um. I remember living with a, my mate who, and we watched, uh, This is England. Mm. Which, spoiler alert, it's got an exceptionally violent scene in it near the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I remember he bought the DVD and he was like, when am I going to watch this again? <laughs> that, that violent scene really stayed with me. Yeah, It's not really a film you'd watch on a date, or on a sort of night in, because it's too hardcore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, to say that you liked Oppenheimer is yeah. kind of the wrong... It's
1: a bit reductive almost. Yeah, um, But then Someone's I felt like, like a snob for thinking that. Uh, looking at painting close up or far away
0: Oh close up
1: John Robbins or Matt Lucas
0: Oh that's a hard
1: one <laughs> Private view or view of privates <laughs> uh,
0: Private view
1: Painting from life, landscape or still life uh,
0: Life is a bit high pressure I mm. think I could would probably do a better landscape mm-hmm. um, If I had to do one
1: Art or music
0: uh, music art or books uh books
1: comedy or art
0: comedy oh god sorry. he hates the I'd art absolutely hate it
1: <laughs> thank you very much that's the end of the quick fair. and actually i've sort of finished mine how's yours looking Were you uh, nearly, nearly ready to I'm, show i'm
0: just coloring in now
1: i've signed mine in pencil i'm excited to see yours would you say it's still a 7 out of 10, or has it gone back to being 8? Uh,
0: it's worse now, I would say. 6. Yeah. As the
1: time's gone on, you sort of
0: I'm sort of messing it up. This is a very therapeutic thing to do. So, obviously, you must have... Um, You did art A-level, presumably.
1: Art A-level, art foundation, and then got back into it in the last sort of five years, I'd say. Lockdown was... Big for me, for painting. Yeah, I can imagine. No gigs, no comedy. Just painted my way through that pandemic.
0: <laughs> have you ever... Um, so you must have had... Ex- did you have exhibitions when you were a student and stuff?
1: We had like an end of year show, but I was only there for one year, so...
0: But with that, mm. I mean, that that must be exceptionally high pressure. Not really. But do you know, is it just lots of friends and family going, oh, I like that one? Yeah, but also at Camberwell, there's like
1: so many, so many students. So it didn't feel like, I don't know, it was such a big exhibition. Yeah. Hundreds of students work up and you only had like one or two pictures up. So it wasn't, I think if I had like a solo show, I'd feel a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah. My friend, Carl, who you know. Carl Chappell. Yeah. I remember, um, it's it's a lot of pressure, a a solo show. I remember going to a few of his solo shows. Cause also, you've got people you don't know walking around deciding whether they like them or not, which yeah, must that's be horrible. pretty hardcore.
1: Also, I panic and then I want to like make jokes about it, but then obviously, when you're an artist, that's not really the vibe.
0: No, I, you're
1: supposed to take it serious. I think
0: you know you're a comedian by yeah. the way you um, relate to and sort of d- discuss art and stuff. And if you're looking, if if you kind of make a joke. Mm. then you're a comic because yeah, it's... um
1: But then it's weird because I do do paintings that are like, they're not funny paintings. Shit. Right. I've mm. not given him legs, but I'm sort of at peace with that.
0: Oh, I've messed up his bloody socks.
1: Did you have a nice art teacher at school?
0: Yeah, Bledin Jones. He was my art teacher. Bledin
1: Jones. Is that a Welsh name? It Bleden. is. And
0: uh, his... Uh, wife taught me um uh sewing as well.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: And uh yeah, he's a lovely bloke.
1: I was terrible at textiles at school. We had to do it like up till year eight or something. Just using a sewing machine. It's just tedious. Yeah. Yeah, I made a toy penguin and I couldn't find it. It was in the bottom of my locker, and my locker was really messy. And then the next textiles lesson I had, I said to my teacher, I can't find my penguin. I was like 14. I wasn't a a child. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was a child, but not a young child. And she went, look, Annie, I know it's hard having divorced parents. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, sorry? (laughs) I just said I don't know where my penguin is. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything...
0: The History Podcast, or oh, What A Time. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, What A Time. It's a great podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: I'm actually relatively pleased with mine. Okay. Okay.
1: One, two,
0: three. I love it. Oh, wow.
1: I like how you've done him just like off centre. I don't know the why I've done him off centre. It's really cool.
0: Well, I always... Um, He's floating. I told you this uh, when we were sitting down to record. I always sit side saddle. Yeah. And I've made Dewi my uh, the childhood toy I was allergic to sit side saddle.
1: Wow, what does that say?
0: I'm very yours is great.
1: Well it's creepy, isn't it?
0: He looks do what he looks like. I think that's probably um a fairer reflection of the period he's meant to come from. Because mm. it looks like something from Punch and Judy or when.
1: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: And now the b- ruddy cheeks. Because you've painted yours and I did mine with pencils, I mm-hmm. wish I'd painted mine. But I th- I No, I, I
1: like I, the pencils. It's contained. You've got the turgid vibe <laughs> down to a T.
0: Oh. Thank you, Ellis. Have you signed it? Please no, can you I will sign, it? sign
1: it? Oh, you're dating it and everything.
0: I date everything.
1: <laughs> I date all my toys. <laughs> Don't need therapy. Thank you, Ellis.
0: That's all
1: right. I'm gonna turn it off. Any last things you wanna tell other people?
0: I've I've not had therapy and I'm absolutely fine.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Ellis James. <laughs> thank you so much for listening it's good to be back isn't it and if you're not already following ellis on social media then have you been living under a rock he's on instagram at ellis underscore james underscore content he's on twitter of course he is oh it's now called x isn't it he's on x do people say that at ellis james makes sense Check out his history podcast, it's absolutely brilliant, it's called Oh What A Time, and of course he does his BBC Radio 5 Live show every Friday with John Robbins, and it's fantastic. Thank you to Ellis, thank you all for listening, and welcome back. If you do want to make a one-off donation to the show, we appreciate that, because hashtag cost of living crisis, and food's expensive, I tell you what's more expensive than food, paint, and you can't eat it. Um, So to donate, you go to the link in the description, supporter.acast.com forward slash secret artists. Easy to remember, isn't it? See you next time. Oh, and also, if you want to check out mine and Ellis's paintings from today, of course you do. Then follow Secret Artists on social media at secretartpod. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, give us a five star review, then we can carry on making it. All right, then take care. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton, Quickfire Round music by Steve Dunn.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig.